Hello and welcome to the What Women Want Today podcast. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, what do women want? I mean, we're pretty complex creatures, right? Well, I think we want it all. And I'm here to explore it with you. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Go grab your favorite beverage. I've already got my glass of wine and let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode five of the What Women Want Today podcast. I'm your host, Terry Kellums. In today's episode, we are going to talk about three things that could be causing you stress or anxiety that you are unaware of. The first one is visual clutter. Tell me if you can relate to this. You're sitting at your desk trying to work, and now that many of us are working from home, our desks could either be your dining room table or just about anywhere you can find a spot. Wherever you are sitting, you can see dirty dishes in the sink from breakfast or laundry waiting to be folded, or that pile of mail that your husband sets on the side table when he comes home each day. Or how about this one? You open up your dresser drawer to find a pair of, let's say, sweatpants or yoga pants or any assortment of comfy clothes. When you see that sweater, you know, the one you don't like, that you never really liked, but you felt pressured into buying when you were shopping with a friend one day, and because you spent way too much money on it, you feel bad just donating it, so you just leave it sitting in your drawer. Or even worse, how about that pair of jeans you can't fit into anymore because of, um, you know, COVID-15 that some of us have put on? Or how about this scenario? You come home to put the groceries away, and in the fridge you find five Rubbermaid containers that have leftovers from last week, and the food pantry has two empty boxes of cereal, a bag of chips with a couple of crumbs in it, and that stale loaf of Italian bread from the spaghetti dinner you cooked last week. And you tell yourself every week you're going to remember to clean things out before you go grocery shopping next time. Side note, this is one of the things as an empty nester that frustrates me a little bit. I hate wasting food. It's so hard when you're only cooking for two people. I think I need to get better at planning meals where I can reuse ingredients from meal to meal. Or the food manufacturers need smaller servings when you're only cooking for two. Okay, sorry I got distracted there. Do you remember when Marie Kondo first got popular? Man, I love that show. I embrace that concept with both my time and my wallet. I remember heading out to Ikea with such a sense of purpose and determination. I went and bought kitchen drawer organizers, bathroom organizers, and even some things for my bedroom and laundry room. And I dived right in, organizing drawers in my kitchen that were long overdue. I am a bit of a kitchen gadget hoarder. (laughs) My closet was organized by color and my drawers were all folded nicely and neatly organized. The shoes and accessories had their own spots. I have to tell you, it was worth the time investment and the investment in my mind frame. As I moved about the house, if I was putting the linens away or unloading the dishwasher, everything had a place and I wasn't keeping a mental list of all those frustrations as I walked through my home every day. And I know you might be saying, but Terry, where do I even start? Well, my advice is always going to be to start small. We cannot make big life changes in a short amount of time and expect them to stick. Here's a little exercise you can try. Start from a good place. You don't want to be, you don't want to be feeling anxious or irritable, but go and stand in the doorway of your room. Close your eyes and take a nice breath. Now open your eyes and walk into the room. 
Where do your eyes go first? If this is your bedroom, are your nightstands cluttered? Is it the dirty laundry that never seems to make it into the basket? Or how about those shoes or accessories that didn't make it back to their spot in the closet? Or is it when you're sitting and trying to concentrate on your work and your eyes keep moving over to the kitchen and you find yourself constantly wanting to get up and go deal with those breakfast dishes? This is a matter of creating some new habits. Do you remember when it became a law to wear your seatbelts? Oh, at first we all grumbled and we'd forget, but now we all just get in the car and automatically put our seatbelts on. And this is the kind of mindset you're going to need to get rid of this visual clutter. Use a dish, rinse it, put it in the dishwasher or hand wash it and put it in the dish drainer. Come in with the mail, put the junk in the trash and have a basket or a folder with the mail that needs attention. So you see where I'm going with this, right? (laughs) In the spirit of transparency, I will tell you a little bit of my own personal story. About two years ago, my husband and I were faced with a big decision. He wanted to take a new job opportunity with his company, but that meant we were going to have to move away from Phoenix and his children and our family and friends. His youngest still had two years of high school left. I mean, we'd have to leave everything and most specifically our dream home that we had just built four years earlier. Now, to be honest, I will tell you um, that this home really was too big for us. We had originally designed the home um, when we still had the four children living at least part-time with us. And after his son went off to the Navy and my daughter went off to college, with just two years remaining left for the youngest one in high school, this home had gotten too big and it was taking me all weekend to just maintain things. In addition to the two and a half to three hour commute to work each day, um, it was starting to feel a little big for us. After we decided that he would take the transfer, we had to find a new place to live. This was about five and a half hours away from where we currently lived. We took a couple of trips to our new city, but we couldn't find anything that seemed to work for us. So Brian approached me with the idea of building a new home again. But the question was, where would we live in the meantime? We had two dogs and it's not easy to find a renter or rental dwelling um, that's willing to take two big dogs. So the idea was born that we would buy some acreage outside of town, and this was really his dream, (laughs) and we would build a a storage building, kind of like a pole barn, you know, with the two big doors in the middle with RV-sized garage doors, and then two smaller um, attachments on each side. Um, We were going to put our RV in there and live in it while we built our new home. And then 2020 hit. And without going into the whole story of how 2020 affected our plans, I will tell you that all those tiny houses you see on HGTV, HGTV, they are so cute, but oh, so unrealistic for the type of living we are doing. Eventually, we did build out our room um, in the building that we're in, but, and we have our home office there. We have a full bathroom, a laundry room, and a lounge area. But the reason I'm telling you all this is because I get visual clutter. See, what happened was I didn't fully prepare and plan to live like this for, you know, two years. So I didn't really bring all the concepts I learned and all the habits I had developed from my Marie Kondo days with me when we made the move. And I didn't really realize how much it was affecting me until I started noticing some changes in my my body, my physical body, and in my mind, my mindset, the way I was thinking about things. I had gotten really stressed. 
And I really feel like now that we are spending more time in our homes than ever, they really need to be a place of comfort and peace. Eliminating the visual clutter has its advantages, not just as a housekeeping tool, which is a nice benefit all on its own, but as an essential habit for maintaining your stress and anxiety levels and your ability to relax and enjoy your home environment. Yes, cutting through that clutter can benefit your physical health and your ability to think more clearly. So get out that trash bag, whether it's virtual or physical, and you'll soon feel better and able to enjoy your surroundings while you work and move about your space. Now, the next one that could be causing you stress or anxiety is mental clutter. I feel it's closely related to visual clutter in the sense that visual clutter does influence your mindset pretty much the same way as mental clutter. So here are a few bills that are left unpaid, nagging health concerns, taxes that you haven't filed yet, worries related to our adult children or grandchildren, the economy, uh, our retirement accounts, an aging parent's health, um, unresolved conflict with a loved one. Mental clutter is really a state of mind without any real ability to filter it. It's just kind of there until you deal with it. There was actually a study done uh, years ago at the University of Toronto by Lynn Hasher, and she proposed that mental clutter is one of the prime suspects in the cause of age-related memory loss. That's crazy, right? The study showed that if you can't get past the mental clutter, you'll get slower and less efficient at processing information, and it appears to affect the short-term memory the most. Here are some tips um, for dealing with that mental clutter. Let's put our smartphones to use. We have them with us all the time, right? When something comes up that you can't deal with immediately, get out your phone and pull up your calendar and schedule the time to deal with it. The second tip is to learn the practice of mindfulness. When you practice mindfulness, you become increasingly better at recognizing thought patterns, including those that do you a disservice. These patterns and habits are often so hard, hardwired within you that you don't even realize you're doing it. Worrying about the future becomes habitual and brings all of its unpleasant side effects with it. These effects can become much more pronounced over time until eventually they become too troublesome to ignore. Worrying too much can affect both the mind and the body in a variety of ways, such as disrupted sleep, headaches, difficulty concentrating, nausea, muscle tension, exhaustion, irritability, elevated levels of the stress hormone cortisol, and difficulty making decisions. So what does it mean to be more mindful? It's simply taking a few moments each day to sit quietly and focus on your breath. Observe your thoughts without engaging them. If your mind begins to wander, just bring your attention back to your breath. Over time, this simple exercise will allow you to detach from your reactions and become more of an observer of your thoughts. Another tip is to keep a notepad handy. Again, we all have that little notepad app on our phones readily available to us. And when you worry and you put your brain into overtime to try to figure out solutions, you just think the problem over and over and concern yourself with every possible income and you can feel exhausted. While focusing on the problem can cause worry, you might also be thinking, if I could only come up with a solution, I could finally relax. Well, that feeling of urgency to quickly find a solution in order to ease your anxiety can just cause you to worry even more. So instead, keep that notepad handy and write down your worries as they arise. 
if you are in the middle of something important and a concern pops up, you can write it down and save it for later. Resist the urge to drop everything and focus all of your attention on coming up with a solution. This delay takes some of the pressure off and it allows you to return to the list at a better time. You can address your worries when you're feeling calm and clear-headed. Self-talk is also really good. I mean, we're talking in our heads all day long. There's always a dialogue running. So why not put it to your advantage? For example, when I was learning to sleep again, if I would wake up and thoughts would start running through my head, I would say to myself, I am using this eight hours to sleep. I will think about XYZ problem tomorrow when I have 16 hours to give it my attention. Another thing is affirmations. They are always helpful. Remember, we need to upgrade our thinking if we want to change. Here are a few for you to try. I am always able to find solutions to problems. I am a great problem solver. I am calm and relaxed while finding solutions. I love this quote by Mark Twain. He said, I am an old man and have known a great many troubles, but most of them have never happened. (laughs) Can you think of a time when you worried about something that never came to pass? I know I sure can. So the third one, I'm going to title this one Unresolved Commitment Clutter. And I think of this one in a couple of different ways. The first type is the commitment you've made to someone else that you haven't prioritized or for whatever reason just haven't been able to fulfill. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because I really feel the one that is most critical to our stress levels is the unresolved commitment that you've made to yourself. You can think of this as self-care if that makes it simpler. This one is the pottery class that you've been dying to take but you've kept letting the priorities of others take up all your free time. It's the cricket machine that sits in your craft room unused. The online photography class that you purchased but haven't logged into your account for three months. The blog that you started to write. The exercise you promised yourself you're going to start tomorrow. This is the unresolved commitment that you haven't taken time for your own self-care. It's the one that makes you feel you let yourself down. You're exhausted and burned out. And eventually it can erode your self-worth. If you've spent years taking care of everyone else, can I ask you this? Don't you think you're worth taking care of? I know this can make some women feel selfish or guilty, but I would challenge you. If you are an empty nester like me or in midlife also like me, when will there ever be a better time to start living a life that makes you feel fulfilled? That sparks some joy. If you've never done this before, you may have people in your life that will object to you not being available all the time for their needs. This will be a time to set some boundaries. And that's a discussion for another episode entirely. So if you think you can benefit from reducing some stress and anxiety from visual clutter, start with the exercise of going to each room and identify those visual stress triggers. Reduce your mental clutter by utilizing your calendar and your notepad to schedule time to address those issues. Use some self-talk and affirmations to retrain your brain. And finally, start getting to that list of things you've been meaning to do for yourself. If you'd like to have a deeper conversation, head on over to our private Facebook group community. We can continue the conversation there. Friend, I am so glad you listened in today. Until next time, please remember, you are so worth it. Thank you so much for joining me. 
I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come on over and join our private Facebook group, What Women Want Today. I'd love to hang out with you some more there. Any resources mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at What Women Want Today podcast or visit my website at whatwomenwanttoday.com. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share. Leave me a review. It helps other amazing women find the show and become a member of our community. One last thing for you today. You are not alone. You are worthy of love and a fulfilled life. Now it's time to go after it.